A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, I'm Ben Fletcher and welcome to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. We begin with Ralph Rangnick's Manchester United knocking Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa out of the FA Cup at Old Trafford. This was how it sounded on TalkSport. Ralph Rangnick and his Manchester United team have just about cobbled together a performance that just about is good enough to beat Aston Villa. Obviously, there are still quite a few things where we can get better in. In total, I think I saw quite a few pros today. In the first half, we played well in possession of the ball. We were trying to play the diagonal balls because we knew that Villa would close down the centre of the pitch. We did that well. Second half, we decided then that after 70 minutes to, to change to a diamond in midfield with Donny van der Beek. And uh, after that, I think we had more control in, in the centre of the pitch. May United are now getting dominated and bullied by teams going to Old Trafford. Teams actually fancy now going to Old Trafford to play. Mate. There's no fear. They want to go gone. there now, don't That's, they? Exactly. Yeah. That fear has gone completely. I actually think in the seven games under Ralph Ranić, there has been no improvement at all. They've probably gone backwards. They had more progression under Michael Carrick. And he made big decisions leaving out Fernandes, leaving out Ronaldo. Yeah. I've been watching Manchester United for 60 years. Today was one of the worst. It wasn't any better than any of the other managers that we've ever had. And it's just a nightmare. Ads, would you take Michael Carrick back? If Man United said, right, yeah, we're taking Michael Carrick, Ranić's gone, you'd be happy with that. They should have kept him because the whole point was, every time they keep saying we're going to get Pochettino and get this manager and get this manager, if supposedly you're the biggest, one of the biggest clubs in the world, go out and get who you want. Do you really think Pochettino's going to come to us? The way we're performing, I can't even see us getting into Europe, to be honest with you. With Ranić in charge, you're not making top four. Left-footed saved by Martinez. Does anyone want to follow up? Marcus Rashford doesn't follow up. Unbelievable. The ball's loose inside the box and he doesn't chase after it. I cannot believe what I've just seen. Mention Marcus Rashford there. I think he symbolises what Manchester United are at the moment because there's a uh, young... He's 24, right? So he's... He's not a young player anymore, he's no. a young man, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't look like he's enjoying himself. He looks like he's lost his spark. Uh, he looks like he's lost his enthusiasm. He's coming over towards his near side, he looks like he's given up. And I said it before, I, I, 15 I'm minutes him, ago. I feel sorry for him a little bit. Because he looks to me as if he's carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders and he's struggling. He's struggling so mentally. So if, to if he's got a problem, look, I'll hold my hands up and I'll say I'm wrong. But that's Manchester United. And he's got a chance of scoring a goal. Goalkeeper spills it. You turn your back. No. Rush. 
Rashford. I mean, I, I genuinely don't know what has happened to half the squad, Rashford included. Greenwood has not looked himself. Maguire is obviously, we've, everyone's been talking about him and saying we're sure. The players don't seem to care. And if the players don't seem to care anymore, then I'm sorry, get them out the club. They're playing as individuals. They've lost their concentration. This manager, this interim manager who's walked through that door, knows he's got serious problems because if he's going to get a tune out of a team, he's got to pick 11 that he can trust. The There's not 11 players out there he can trust. I would actually prefer the under-23s to, uh, to be in because they would actually have passion for the shirt. Look at the body language of the Manchester United players. They look as if they're dead on the feet. It's just not a really good performance again from Manchester United, making crazy mistakes. been chalked off as an the offside has been chalked off it's offside yeah the right decision in the end but absolutely crazy how long it took I mean, with all due respect Michael Oliver looked at one replay yeah we can debate and talk about that for as long as you want the, the referees and the VAR have made the decision it's gone against us tonight but the reality is we've done enough tonight to score maybe two or three goals in my opinion I thought the performance was good enough to at least take Manchester United to extra time so there's a lot of positives a lot to be pleased about the reality is it was just nearly enough nearly's not good enough for Aston Villa it's not good enough for me so me and Aston Villa need to close that gap together because when we do we'll be a good team but how long it took as well from a fan stood there we've paid our money to watch that game to stand there and, and to watch them making a decision for nearly three, four, five minutes it's not exciting for a fan to watch this happening you know and as a Villa fan standing there we're all celebrating we're going wild but I think the element of disappointment after that and it happened twice we had two goals disallowed tonight and I think to stand there it's just not exciting to watch and it's not nice for the players to be celebrating every time they score it's a it joy is- sucker as the fallout continues from Tottenham's Tongai Ndombele being booed by his own fans, Simon Jordan believes Spurs boss Antonio Conte may ask the club to move him on. We'll hear from Jamie O'Hara as well, but first, this is former Liverpool midfielder Danny Murphy recalling the time he was booed by his own supporters and how he dealt with it. Run, man! Get yourself off the field! If you're being substituted, have a word! I had a little bit of grumblings one particular game at Anfield grumblings yeah late on the only one I can remember really it wasn't it was a few disgruntled boos me and Heskey I think it was got taken off against Southampton we were drawing the game 1-1 fortunately for me I scored the game after a few days later of course you did so uh, put that to bed <laughs> quite quick quite right that's a weird um, answer isn't but it but no very very difficult thing to deal with I have I have seen some players get it really badly and try and help pick them up from it because it's a moment in time you don't think it at the time Yeah, you think your whole world is caving in on you there are boos for Tangi and Dombele and he's not exactly hurrying up about getting off the field either Conti will have the juice to turn around to the chairman and say I want him away so get him away and if that means you've got to compromise on the transfer fee to be able to facilitate uh, his wages being accommodated by another club then that is what it is. We've had him for two or three years. He hasn't done particularly wonderfully for anybody. He was pulled out and, and, and called out by Mourinho on a number of occasions, wasn't he, about his weight and so on and so forth. So yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. He did 55 mil for him. <clears throat> well, if he's been there, if he's on a five-year contract and he's been there for three years, then, you can, then he's on their balance sheet at 20 million quid. So they can get him out the door for 15 million quid to subsidise a deal because someone else might want to not pick his wages and a transfer fee and they've only lost five million quid. It'll be a non-decision for Daniel. 
if Conte is of the mindset that this is not for me. To play FA Cup and uh, to play uh, semi-final and uh, Carabao Cup and then a league, uh, it's important to have a, a good squad, a, a reliable players. You notice these interviews are getting a little bit touchy and spicy, yeah, with the owners and talking about improving the side. So, you know, I think we need to we need to make some signings massively. If Spurs want to compete and, and you know, fight for that top four that we keep saying that we can get in, then... Um, the players are just some of the players are just not good enough mm. not good enough and the fans are turned on them that's the thing now it's because you've got the manager who's a world class manager the whole sort of highlight goes on the players and some of them just not up to the races it wouldn't surprise me if Antonio Conte walks away if he doesn't get what he wants we know this he will fall out with Daniel Levy and Daniel Levy needs to step up and sign some top quality players to get in that top four because it's there for us this season because Man United were meant to do it and they're miles off it. So this is a chance for Spurs to really have a go, but the squad needs improving. After Newcastle United's shock defeat in the FA Cup to Cambridge, it's been reported the new owners were in the dressing room after the match. The former Crystal Palace chairman Simon Jordan believes there was no need for the club's hierarchy to be there after the final whistle. Finished at St James's Park. It's the shock of the round. Newcastle nil, Cambridge won. I mean, I don't think there's any need for him to be in a dressing room to give any support or condoning to the players, losing at home to Cambridge. In the great scheme of things, I don't think it's a bad thing because I think it will give Eddie Howe an opportunity to get into the ribs of these players even more to be able to do the primary focus, which is staying in the Premier League. But given that Eddie Howe wants to build up and get some momentum going, losing to Cambridge doesn't help the cause. Now, your owner, two things happened in that game. A, allegedly the players didn't applaud the fans. They went bolting down the tunnel because they were obviously not very happy with the outcome. And B, owners went into the dressing room. Now, they're not going in the dressing room to berate people. They're going in there to give them some support. But those players, in this instance, with all due respect, aren't worthy of any support. Their job is to go and win football matches and certainly to win football matches against League One sides. However, here's the former Palace midfielder Darren Ambrose recalling the time Simon came into the dressing room at Selhurst Park when he was the owner of the Eagles. I don't remember the full story because I, I was very new to it. All I remember is he, I think it was at a point when he was going to sell the football club or it was going into administration and I think the newspapers had said some harsh stuff on Simon Jordan and I just remember him coming in throwing the papers in before the game and saying uh, look what they're writing about me make sure you go and win and I'm not sure he went out and win to be honest so it probably didn't work but uh, that, listen that's the story I remember I'm sure he will uh, shall relay. I ask him tomorrow yeah, do because I'm sure he'll relay uh, another story it's a good story that I love Simon Jordan and I played <laughs> for him did you actually yeah honestly I did I thought he's a great chairman. Is he, is he a more cuddly character than he, he portrays? I didn't have is much it a bit of an to act? do with him as such because Neil Warnock was one of those, the Iron Fist, he, he, he run the football club. So I didn't have much to do with him. But from what I did deal with, I, I really liked him and respect him a lot, actually. As the dust settles on Arsenal being dumped out of the cup at the hands of championship side Nottingham Forest, Gunners legend Lee Dixon said the players should be angry with each other over the performance. twice for only the second time in 26 years Arsenal have beaten in the third round of the FA Cup no we don't take any positives from that result <laughs> we're out of the FA Cup and they should be really down for the next few days and, and Arteta's job is to get them up again 
They've got a semi-final this week as well, but they should suffer. When you play like that and you get a result like that, you should you should be suffering. And all that come in and bounce back on a Monday and you come into training, you know, you got... I don't mind people being a bit down when you've had a result like that because it shows that you care. And I think, again, senior player, dressing room mentality, all the stuff you don't see on a Saturday when mm. kick-off at three o'clock, all that stuff goes on during the week. Novak Djokovic says he's grateful a judge overturned the decision to cancel his visa ahead of the Australian Open. However, the country's immigration minister is considering whether to revoke his visa once again. Fox Sport tennis journalist Adam Peacock said the Serbs' case is being used politically by the government. There's an election in four months' time, so uh-huh. there is no question. there is no question that the government is leveraging this the way that it can to improve itself in the eyes of the voter. And at the moment, in the eyes of the voter, there's a few ticked off people around the country because we're, the, the coronavirus cases are spiking. We can't get our hands on rapid tests. It's all getting a bit stupid, really. And today, for instance, they announced a deal to boost our tank brigade by $3.5 billion. And we're all standing around going, hang on a minute, I can't go down and get a damn rapid test to see if I've got <laughs> coronavirus or not. And that's what the government is faced with at the moment. And that's why this political kind of feeling has come over this whole saga, which is just outrageous, really. On to cricket, and England have avoided being drubbed 5-0 in the Ashes after drawing the fourth test against Australia. Keeper Josh Butler has returned home after getting injured in Sydney. Former England fast bowler Steve Harmison believes it's time to move on from Butler and let him focus on the shorter versions of the game. And he's smashed back over his head by Butler, who has timed this magnificently. As much as I want to sort of fight Joss's camp, because it's undoubted that he's so much talent, this kid. It just seems he hasn't been able to produce a red ball, and it's frustrating. It'll be frustrating for Joss as well. Joss will be working tirelessly hard to, to try and put that right, but numbers don't lie. Unfortunately, we are in a stats-driven business, which is appear in the backside sometimes because not all stats are, are good stats but when you look at Joss's talent how good a cricketer he is to only have 200s in just under 60 test matches it probably is time for, for Joss Butler to you know relinquish the, the test match part of his game and just concentrate on white ball and then potentially take over from Owen Morgan and be England's white ball captain when Owen decides to, to give it up And here's Jamie O'Hara recalling the time he was subbed off in the first half playing for Millwall. He decided to head straight home. I got dragged once when I was 18. I was playing for Millwall on loan and we played Carlisle away. And the manager wasn't really having me at the time anyway. And we were 3-0 down and he dragged me after 30 minutes. Now, me... Being my sort of arrogant former self when I was a young kid, walked straight off the pitch, down the tunnel, fuming, got my tracksuit on and walked out of the stadium. I walked to the train station. No. Yeah, big mistake, huge mistake. No. But I was got my head was gone, like total head loss. I walked to the train station. I was standing there in my mill tracksuit. Carlisle Central and I only had enough money on my card to get me to Birmingham so I got a train to Birmingham International and my dad had to come and pick me up and my dad's doing 
what do you mean? You're on the train. I was like, Dad, just come and get me. So I've got to Birmingham, gone home. Is your dad watching the game? No, he, he, no, he, he, was, uh, he was at home thinking, what are you doing? So anyway, I've gone home. Big mistake. Neil Harris comes in at half-time trying to find me. I'm not there. Ended up the, the game. They lost the game. The manager got the sack. The next day, Willie Donachie was the gaffer. I come in, I apologise to the fans and I apologise. It was a big mistake. I was 18 and it was, you know, just stupid of me. Kenny Jackett come in the next week. I told him what happened. Said that, you know, the manager, I just wasn't getting on with him. He was just using me as a bit of a scapegoat. He started me the next game. I scored. And then I had 13, 14 games playing for me all playing really well. What's the moral of the story here? The moral, the moral of the story is don't walk off and throw your toys out the pram because it just doesn't sit well with everyone. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. From 7pm tonight, it's Southampton versus Brentford, a TalkSport exclusive presented by Hugh Wozencroft. There'll be another one of these TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing until the morning. Enjoy. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.